I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Oh, what a silly hack! Knowing it doesn't make it true. Yeah. That's right. Who do you think you are? I am. This is the Brian Suits Show. Justice in the news, uh, the national news. You just can't escape it. You might, you might try, but. Uh, if you keep letting them in and they keep killing people, it becomes a story. We'll uh, get to that. And uh, snow up north, a uh, shooting on your uh, light rail uh, yesterday. By when I say you, I mean because you're paying for it and not using it. So, um, and the state legislature makes news on what they what they skipped, not what they passed, but what they what they passed on passing. So we'll, we'll get to all that today because there's all kinds of stuff. But that's uh, before even pre-montage. Pre-pre-montage. Uh, Brian Suits here with uh, producer Greg. Uh, you should know that there's a whole bunch of two-hour delays from your Sultan and Monroe and your Snohomish. And so check the applicable thingies. Like, I, I got to say, I mean, I, we just, I get texts and phone calls. Are you guys uh, in the 20... 20- 24 of your school district? Yeah, we get the texts and the emails, usually at the crack of dawn. Yeah. With the school status. Yeah, so, uh, well, I'm sorry I got that news late, or it would have been in this morning's uh, morning montage. Oh, wait. Wait, well, what do you mean? Behind bars, 26-year-old Jose Ibarra charged with her murder. Joe, Trump or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Trump or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. ICE says the 26-year-old Venezuelan native illegally crossed the U.S. southern border in September of 2022. We need to modify the uh, the sanctuary city law. That's a big announcement from the president uh, to be given in an ice cream shop. Uh, what role is the U.S. playing here? British financier and philanthropist Jacob Rothschild of the Rothschild Banking Dynasty has died at the age of 87. The Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds. I was talking about there was uh, it, uh, Windows came up and asked me well, what program I wanted to play it with. It's like, you know, you know that I play the montage always with the, the Windows player. So what, what huh. do you make of that? I don't like that. I don't know. Um, yesterday, I fascinated all of you about the uh, the source of commerce with the Murex that uh, the purple dye was derived from. Today, Jacob Rothschild, at the age of 87, dead. I'm not going to fa- fascinate you with the uh, the origin of banking. Okay, so there's that. It's, it's crazy that um, it's become, you know, sort of a password for anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. And that's why it was in So I Married an Axe Murderer about the Pentaveret meets at the Meadows in in in, um, in uh, Colorado. And it's the Queen, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and uh, uh, Colonel Sanders before he went belly up, you know, or whatever. Because the Rothschilds are a famous old Jewish banking family. The Gettys are wasps and Gavin Newsom. And so the conspiracies... Uh, all the, they write themselves. In fact, there's more written about the Rothschilds in conspiracy terms than there is known about the actual family, besides the actual familial lines and things like that. Speaking of uh, the Rothschilds, did you see that 
that uh, old Paul and Nancy Getty filed their, uh, their, their finally. Nancy still, it's funny, you want to trigger her. If you bring up, should there be a prevention of Congress people doing stock and bond trading while they're in office, she does the clenching teeth and the, and the fist uh, flexing and the handshaking. She gets really mad if you question her wealth. And, and they did yesterday because guess what Paul uh, invested in uh, way, way back in November? Because he's a listener. Come on, do I have to press uh, the AI button? Microprocessor. NVIDIA. Yeah, and NVIDIA graphic processor. SMCI? Yeah, well, no, NVIDIA. Uh, the, the highest selling AI chip, and they admitted that, well, all right, uh, so, um, uh, so uh, Paul, uh, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, in all, in all honesty, it 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 was it's, it wasn't hard to find. It was open knowledge. It's the stuff that they invest in right before, you know, like like right right before COVID, when that one senator invested in Zoom. <laughs> um, Moderna that, seems like a stock on the yeah, up and, up. and she's the one that lost to the other Democrat in uh, Georgia, Raphael Warnock or whatever, but. But yeah, and then and also she was, <clears throat> she's married to a, uh, to a pharmaceutical guy. I mean, you could not add up. You know, again, it's a puppy sitting next to a pile of poo, um, on on that one. Well, so why is Jake Tapper that cracked up by this? Uh, listen, the immigration thing is melting down. It's melting down, and they can't stop it. When when you have the mayor of New York City, who is perpetually going to be a Democrat um, for the next 50 years, when you have, have him as an applause line talking to his constituents about, well, we're not as sanctuary-ish uh, as we used to be. We're going to start, like, deporting people. Those small numbers that are committing crimes, we need to modify the uh, the sanctuary city law that if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right oh, to... Oh, imagine that. So, so anyway, that's that's a guy, that's a Democratic mayor in a city of Democrats, which is the epicenter of your media. And you can tell who's on what side by, by how little they're talking about the Venezuelan who's being held for the murder of a University of Georgia nursing student. And it's MSNBC and a, and a little bit of uh, CNN. Uh, CNN will have th their deal is you give us the guests who say that, but we're not saying it because you can't you can't say it right now in in America. You you can't say that anecdotally. Um, you, you know there are other murders that are not nearly as egregious. This one in Georgia can't escape but getting on TV, and they just they don't know what to do about it except announce that oh, okay, well Biden's going to Brownsville. There you go, and which. The, the the problem is no longer in Brownsville. It's it's now moved. Abbott has made Texas a no go zone for asylum seekers. So now they're all in uh, coming into New Mexico. Uh, uh, Democratic governor, California. Enough said. And and so it's um uh, it's a big big deal, and it just keeps happening. And so if you're gonna go down there, um, bring a mic. Uh, and th they hate this. Because this is just going to be on a Trump campaign commercial. Uh, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Joe Biden. And what is mejor, Trump or Joe Biden? 
John Biden, de igual manera. Joe Biden. Trump o Joe Biden. El John Biden. Joe, Trump o Joe Biden. John Biden. Joe Biden. Trump o Joe Biden. Es el John Biden. Joe Biden. We're asking for Joe Biden to. So there you go. And so um, the, the experts agree. Biden, if you want to get into America, uh, Biden. And the Michigan primaries today, and talk about uh, adding insult to injury. This campaign in Michigan, and you heard there on, on Fox Top of the Hour that the Congress uh, person, uh, Rashida Tlaib, who is Palestinian, she's not leading it. She didn't think of it, but she's behind it. But it's the put in uncommitted. And because the Biden victory margin over Trump, I, I'll look it up, but I mean, in Michigan uh, four years ago, or well, three years ago, well, yeah, it'll be four years ago, was was apparently around 10,000. And so if they can, in the primary, say, look, your margin of victory is a threat, is, 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 uh, is being threatened here, they're, they're going to freak out. And, and by people just... Uh, Checking uncommitted or writing in uh, uncommitted, and that's going to be really embarrassing. I mean, he's—it's a Democratic primary. He's going to win Michigan, but the the issue is that um, what 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 about uh, the Israelis uh, uh, crucifying kittens on 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 mosque doors in Gaza or whatever, whatever propaganda they they're, they're, that leads to someone to burn themselves in front of the Israeli embassy. Um, and so they're they're terrified by this. So they they had uh, they had Biden announced where else eating ice cream that he's going to the border. And then by, by the way, you know, for the record, Trump a year ago was running for re-election. They scheduled his trip on Thursday for down there. But even Jake Tapper was a little bemused uh, by by this. And when and and also when you eat ice cream and you're very old. Your your mouth becomes numb, I guess. Well, because and also, you can't hide the fact that you're eating ice cream. Uh, that's me faking it, by the way. Uh, but so anyway, that he went on Seth. Who does the late late show? Seth, what's his name? Seth Myers. Yeah, the lowest rated president on the lowest rated show. Um, and so as a comedy bit, they went and got ice cream because Biden pushing back against the the old man uh, memes. He always he always eats ice cream. And I've seen him on TV in the past month eating more ice cream than I've eaten in a year. I, I just, uh, I mean, is is it a is it a cliche that old men eat ice cream, or does he only do it so we can tell the eight year old girl that's there? That, that's the weirdest part. Um, so uh, anyway, here's Jake Tapper. Bemused. President Biden was telling reporters that he hopes to have a ceasefire and hostage deal in place for the Israeli Hamas war by the end of the weekend. Take a listen. Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, he's sitting, he's holding a cone, announcing that, the breaking news, that there's going to be a ceasefire deal by the end of the weekend or the beginning of the weekend or whatever. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least my, my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. It's not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Okay, thank you. His hope is that by next Monday, there'll be a ceasefire. CNN's MJ Lee is at the White House for us. And CNN's chief national security correspondent, Alex Marquardt's also here. MJ, that's a big announcement from the president uh, to be given in an ice cream shop. Uh, what role? 
Yeah, that's right. There's going to be a ceasefire, and I'm going to Brownsville, Texas, to solve the border crisis uh, and all that. So, not not a great look, and and that's I think that's that's the part where a lot of people privately you can't deny. I don't care how sharp he is behind closed doors. He's never like that in front of uh, open doors, and he's surrounded by people whose job it is to to maybe say, you know what. Don't talk about ceasefire in Gaza. Don't talk about uh, the border because you're holding ice cream. You're 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 filming a huge comedy bit with Seth Seth Myers. I'm, I almost said Seth Rogen, who's actually funny when funny lines are are put in front of him. But uh, so so anyway, and, and this so you're pushing back. You're holding ice cream, saying, "Oh, I'm going to Brownsville." Meanwhile, in in um. In Atlanta, you have a guy who now it turns out was arrested for endangering a child under 17 and all this other stuff in New York before he resettled in Atlanta and he came into the country in 2022. So he hasn't been here a few months, been here a few years because the the word was uh, now's the time. And uh, Behind bars, 26-year-old Jose Ibarra charged with her murder. And to many Americans, Ibarra has also become the new face of illegal immigration. This is such a coincidence. There are people now who are saying it's too coincidental. It's obviously cons a, a Trump conspiracy. Like that Trump coordinated for a asylum seeker, Venezuelan, to murder a nursing student in Georgia. First murderer apparently they've had in that campus in, in decades. And then, and then tell the the media now go cover it all the time. Okay, well CNN is in Atlanta, um, their their main anchor studios in New York. But I mean, when the producers in Atlanta are saying this is huge, this is all definitely because of uh, executive orders that this guy signed on this first day in the office. Uh, that anyone can come in and claim asylum, and next thing you know, the NGO, American NGOs are on the other side of the border handing out laminates in Spanish that say, get rid of this laminate. When you're done with it, uh, get rid of the laminate. Um, and then here are your lines. Here are your talking points. Um, and, and also a big talking point is say you're from Mexico or Canada, but don't say you're from Venezuela or Colombia or Ecuador or whatever. Lincoln's death is a direct result of failed policy. This is Mayor, this is uh, Governor Kemp. He's on the federal level and an unwillingness by this White House to secure the southern border. ICE says the 26-year-old Venezuelan native illegally crossed the U.S. southern border in September of 2022. He was processed there and released. Now Athens police have him in custody, also struck by the senselessness. He did not know her at all. Um, I think this was a crime of opportunity. This college community is grateful for a quick arrest. But like her fellow nursing students, the grief will link. I, I mean, it's an anecdote. And, you know, I'm the first to say anecdotes aren't data and, and the whole thing. But nevertheless, it's a symbol. And you can't shoot that down. It, it is what it is. A guy who had no legal right to be here or was attracted uh, to come in here, and uh, one, one of the people running for the late uh, Diane Feinstein's uh, Senate seat is Katie Porter, uh, currently a congressperson. And, and the talking point with her on CNN is, hey, it's just one incident. And, and it's like, how does that sound in Georgia? And how does that sound on national TV? 
Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like, like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. And because she's in a bubble, she didn't know that there have been many incidents. It's just that they they get suppressed on national TV by everyone but Fox, because Fox is the only one that the White House doesn't call. Um, that was a hoot when Biden got to play the dark Brandon uh, meme by putting on he puts on aviator sunglasses. I saw that. That's like his uh, his shtick is they all see he's cool. And I mean, how? I mean, look, you you can't hide the fact that you're eighty one. I mean, Jacob Rothschild, the Rothschilds just died eighty seven. And, and I don't know the, how many people need to hear this, but on those late night comedy talk shows, everything is pre-scripted. So when Seth Meyers is asking Biden about Dark Brandon, they've rehearsed it about a dozen times before the octogenarian president goes out negotiated there and puts on his aviator. Yeah, they've negotiated it with his handlers. And then he'll reach in his blazer and make sure they're in there. Uh, for the shaded aviator class. It classes. just speaks to the era we live in now. There's a Dark Brandon conspiracy meme. And uh, this is something that you seem uh, to have a lot of fun with. You've co-opted. He puts on glasses. You've Dark Brandon. This is a, a yard sign. And uh, do you enjoy playing around with the Dark Brandon uh, uh, meme? No, I resent the hell out of it. Okay. <laughs> He's so smooth. Yeah, and and the whole if you need the backstory on that, there's let's go Brandon. Okay, they they didn't know how to react to that because it was spontaneous and it was funny, and that's not so supposed to be how Republicans are, and it caught on virally, um, and it came from college students in football stands chanting something about Joe Biden. I think I think it started with uh, NASCAR. Well, I, I mean that's where the other yeah. Joe Biden, and then it caught on. So then, at the end of a NASCAR race, the crowd is chanting that thing that you should do to Joe Biden, and the commentator says they're chanting "Let's go, Brandon," because she was talking to with the NASCAR winner, and it was like Brandon Hemp Stumple or whatever, some Southern Brandon uh, Hambone or whatever, and she said they're chanting "Let's go, Brandon," and she clearly was ignoring what they were really chanting and so it became a thing and then but then they got it back by making his eyes lasers and it, it was it was a very very childish uh, comedy arc uh on that one but um so yeah that was the thing so they 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 went very formulaic with Seth Meyers which no one watches and they said hey where hey do a do a do a riff on the dark Brandon thing and then he'll react and he'll say that's classified um, on his age, because see, that's it's uh, the comedy that he's mentioned. Some classified material, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents, and this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it. That says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah, that's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you? come up to the 2024 election by yelling angrily well a couple of things number one you gotta take a look at the other guy he's about as old as i'm but he can't remember his wife's name yeah and, uh... and, and that's you know if they have a, a pushback that's a pretty good one because trump has been slipping up more and more and more you that's just have true. to be a crowd he called melania mercedes 
And uh, he didn't mean she's a Mercedes of a Slovenian. He uh, said Putin urged people to vote for Biden. And then he said, I agree. I agree. So he's had a few slip of the tongues here. Yeah, I think I think you can you can see where his thinking is coming from and where it goes. There's always a step that 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 Trump misses uh, on that. All right. When we come back, um, a friend of mine, Jennifer Van Lahr, the with the downfall of Ronna McDaniel Romney, the former or the the soon to be ex uh, chairman of the of the GOP, um, uh, was, was because my friend went through the financial records with not that fine tooth of a comb and found exorbitant expenditures. And so, if you've been donating money to the party instead of an individual candidate or something, um, it might be that your money was renting jets and not maybe buying advertising or yard signs or whatever. Anyway, we'll talk to her uh, here in just a second. She's on the East Coast. This is a, a good hour for her. But anyway, check your kids, check your texts, check your uh, calls. I might have come in early this morning, but if you're up north, Snohomish County, and uh, in, in eastern Snohomish County, uh, chances are your schools are probably delayed two hours. So get on the good foot when we come back. Uh, my friend uh, Jennifer Van Lahr and the Washington Post with an op-ed about it's not the Biden's dog. It's the Bidens. It's not the dog. It's the owner. Biden. Uh, back in a second, AM Sun Sunday, KTTH. AM 770 KTTH, Brian here. Uh, snow possibly in your skies, so up north, Somers County, schools are delayed. If not, canceled outright uh, for today. Um, well, so if you are an active member of the GOP, then maybe you've seen some of the disarray the last couple of years. Uh, in, in regard to contributions and et cetera. And Ronna McDaniel was um, running the, the show when she predicted the red wave in 2022. Uh, contributions were not as red hot as maybe they should have been. And then before she ran again for uh, a uh, for re-election, some say a scathing report was printed by redstate.com, uh, the author of that report, uh, joined us, Jennifer Van Lahr, who I've known for a long, long time, a show, a, a teller of truth and a, 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 a dyed-in-the-wool Republican, however, with a wide streak of integrity, which many find vexing because you, you, you seem to shine your integrity on your own side with the same, what, what do we say, uh, well, attention as you do on the Democrats. So anyway, welcome to KTTH. I'm so glad to be here. It worked out well that I'm on the East Coast because I'm generally not an early riser. <laughs> so I know, the you know. Time change, the time zone worked out perfectly. <laughs> so uh, Rana said, I've decided to step aside at our spring training on March 8th in Houston to allow our nominee to select a chair of their choosing, meaning uh, probably Donald Donald uh, Trump, who, who in, in spite of her 
original name, Ron McDaniel Romney, uh, he just he had her drop that and she could stay. The RNC has historically undergone change uh, once we have a nominee and it's always been. And obviously there, there's a de facto nominee right now. But anyway, what, what we find out when we read your report is between renting uh, Gulf Streams and, other, and private jets, is it 87000 on flowers hey, a month? On management yeah, consultants. thousand was on the uh, management, or, uh, yeah, but she spent just in 13 months, the previous 13 months that I just analyzed, a total of $110,000 on floral arrangements. And for people who don't so know. The, divide the, that by 13, that's a lot. Yeah, the Republican National Committee is a private organization, um, and it, as it always you know, should be in, in, in a free country. But and they they rely on your contributions and are are they wait are our political parties still five hundred one c three so they're that's why they're completely transparent right they are nonprofits but they're also regulated by federal election law so this is uh, from their SEC reports that they filed so they are subject to the same uh, types of regulations that say Eric Swalwell's <laughs> congressional fundraising account is subject to and I mean. Eighty-seven thousand a month on management consultants, and those are those are the people that are at the conventions, and they seem to know everybody, and they're making five, six. I know a guy that makes ten thousand a month, but I mean that that's shocking to most people. And it, do you think it explains some of the low donations? It does. Well, my original report that came out in December of 2022 showed that the seventeen million dollars in donor gifts, like the tchotchkes and stuff. Uh, and crazy amounts on limos and flowers and private jets. And then when she was reelected, saying she was going to stay through the 2024 election because it was that important, uh, she she continued some of these this spending. And so her, her resigning now and saying that this has always been the plan, that once they had a new nominee, she would step aside, is this complete bunk. And I mean, just, no one wanted to donate because they're going to not spend it well. Obviously, Trump saw the the your your reporting and saw some of the yeah. some of the wastage. And when you say tchotchkes, because <clears throat> I always have to translate this, because yesterday I had to translate Mishigash from Newsom. That's a it, it's a term. It's a it's a it's a Hebrew term meaning uh, gift, meaningless gift, cheap. It's the it's the it's the key fob. It's the USB. It's the hat. Or whatever, and she really spent a lot of money on crap. Yes, yeah, and the, some of the donors. I spoke to some of the top donors both at the end of 2022, and while doing this update, and they they just had these things out in their garage, like the little gift bags. But you know, it's like when you go to the Oscars, like we've both said, I'm sure, Ryan, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and they give you these flag bags. <laughs> but a lot of it is just stuff where people are trying to promote their goods and services and, and that kind of thing. And not really worth a whole lot. And the donors I spoke to said, we want to win. You know, we don't care so much about these, these little gifts. We want to win. That's the big gift you can give us for our money. And then, and so people know if, if they're looking to send, put their money somewhere, I always tell people go, go directly to the candidate or set up your own pack or whatever, or go to the Republican National, um, the con Congressional Campaign Committee, or the Republican Senate like Campaign. Yeah. NRCC, uh, sorry. Um, yeah. But it, when you give it to the RNC up there, it's like, it's like giving your money to the top level of the NRA. 
they never show up locally to fight for for your right to you know have a, a more than ten round magazine or whatever. We found this out in California. You put money locally to local lawyers who are going to go locally and fight for you, and local candidates, small you know federal candidates on the on the local level. But I mean, your your report convinced me that that's that's correct. That's the bottom line. Right. I mean, but ideally, though, because of ways cut out within the campaign finance law and coordination laws that the, the national party can do things that no other organization can as far as coordinating between all of the candidates and information sharing. So we ideally would have a party who that's nimble and well-funded and not biased toward its own, which is it's difficult to do in politics, but to the best extent possible so that they can give those benefits to all of the down ballot candidates. And you're not doing the same work in 50 different states. You're able to coordinate all of that. But that's not where we are. And I think we have a chance right now if we get the right people in and get a lot of people fired over there. So getting rid of Ron is not the main thing. It's a big thing. But there's a lot of other stuff I'm going to be writing based on all of my conversations with contractors, activists, and donors. What I think needs to happen to make the RNC a lean, mean fighting machine. Uh, yeah, I remember when when Reagan was president, there there were a lot of people on college campuses, and I'm not hearing that anymore. There there were no Gulf Streams and Flowers and, and management consultants, but there there were older Republicans who were organizing voters. And I I was at a really really conservative campus, and there were still people there because uh, it was in a, the the Speaker of the House at the time was Foley, and he and we were in his district, mm-hmm. right? And so we had. Republicans that were telling us, you know, to to knock on doors and ask to put, you know, yard signs because the, the, he had a target on him. And when and when he and, and it was effective, he lost. Right. And and right. so the, so they did this PR thing back against us. And uh, and the GOP nationally was there to help push back on that. But it was, well, it's OK. The, the voters in Washington's uh, eastern whatever second district are so stupid they thought whoever won that seat would be the speaker. They really said that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and and so a Republican defeated Foley, and they went, well, don't worry. That's The problem there is that they're rubes and yokels in eastern Washington, and they thought whoever they thought it was in the Constitution. You know, I mean, Lewis and Clark hadn't even been here yet, and so I'm pretty sure. I mean, that, it was really that ludicrous. But, I mean, so, that, so people understand yeah. what the National Party should be doing. They should be... Doing that stuff, organizing, you know, paying for local organizing and stuff. Right. Like that. And at this point with the tech, we need to pay uh, for basically a tech backbone. And I've been talking about this on every appearance. Get the people in tech that there are conservatives there. Give them long term jobs so they can be they can afford to leave tech and build out an entire tech infrastructure with all of the, the targeting things we need for micro targeting. And it, where it can be affordable to all of the state and local campaigns, but yet maintained on on more of a federal basis so that it's cost effective. That would be an amazing use of money, and that's something the DNC is actually doing. So where Rana was spending money on all this stuff, the DNC was spending money where it actually can move the needle. Um, yeah, it, it would definitely appear that the likely nominee doesn't have a real long fuse when it comes to wasting money. Um, and all that. So uh, Jennifer Van Lauer, follow everyone, follow her on the Twitter and uh, at redstate.com. And it's Jen Van Lauer, V-A-N-L-A-A-R. Um, I'll, I'll retweet uh, some of your stuff and people should follow you. 
But uh, anyway, Thank a, you. a great, great report, you. a great report, great, great, uh, great con- consistent writing. You know what I found out today on Red State is that Don Lemon from CNN got a monster golden parachute for going to hell away. That's lucky dude. Good. Nice. Wow. Boy, I miss him. Um, anyway, well, Jennifer and Laura, thanks for joining us uh, here in Seattle. Talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. Uh, there she goes, at Jen Van Lar um, on the Twitter machine there at redstate.com. Go check out redstate.com. Uh, there's no paywall, at least on the one I go to, but um, uh, some some good stuff. But that's your that's your national party, and that that really, they're off the radar. For, for 99% of people who are conservative who vote Republican, it's really off the radar, and it should be. But what are they doing uh, behind the radar when when they do when the stealth doesn't work? Uh, back in a second, uh, when we come back, uh, it's not the dog; it's the owners. Say the Washington Post. But what if the owners are the first family? Um, that and more. AM seven seventy KTTH. <laughs> Become a credentialed dog lover. I, I want that credential. But anyway, none, none other than the Washington Post uh, with an op-ed piece uh, this morning that has got to hit the Bidens pretty hard. Don't blame Biden's dogs for the blood and White House floors. Uh, describing that uh, the, the one bite on the Secret Service special agent's arm that required mo- more than 10 stitches uh, I, I, I shut down... Uh, White House West Wing tours for approximately 20 minutes due to blood from the incident being on the floors. My God. Apparently there's video of the attack, but it hasn't been released. It's in the op-ed. This is last June, according to the report. So uh, commanders with uh, First Family, not in the White House uh, anymore. Swear to God, true story. My golly. And and if this happened, by the way, in your neighborhood, your county would be seizing the dog. You would be voluntarily surrendering the dog. Uh, As the agent walked to the to a backyard security post, according to the email, commander started to bark. Uh, heard the uh, the special agent heard the voice of what he believes to be Flotus. Talked to Joe Biden, yelling redacted quote. Commander apparently she swears that Doctor. This is a little fun fact about Doctor Jill: when she doesn't see a camera, she does swear, and she was swearing at Commander to get the blank back. Commander ran toward the direction of post, and then there was a number. And bit special agent in the left forearm, causing a severe deep open wound as a result of the attack. So, uh, so anyway, that's the bottom line of the op-ed from the uh, credential. As a credential dog lover, that's what the person says. I'm a credential dog lover and first approach these documents with empathy for the Bidens. Um, and uh, so anyway, and then goes on about if you have an aggressive dog, get him trained. Was a bad dude. Yeah, a little little fuzzy little corn pop there. Um, on 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 that one, and if 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 not get them trained, g- get them on a harness they can't get out of. 
But I mean, I got to say, if if I had a dog that I was worried, well, I mean, I do, because <clears throat> there there's part of her that listens, and that's the Malinois part. And then there's another part that doesn't listen to a human voice because there's delicious uh, deer uh, around the corner. Um, well, a man killed on the light rail train in Seattle. And remember what I said yesterday about wanting to visit the guy at that uh, the park who's building a cabin. Yeah, did you follow through on that? No. You should. Just bring I, protection. I should. The guy seems a little immolady, a little a little a little bit uh, nuts. <laughs> what would lead you to that conclusion? <laughs> um and so uh but he has power tools, you know, and so I I don't want to go at night. So on my way up, you know, I I used to go to uh you know that that the crazy camp uh there at the Mercer on ramp, but now it's shut down, okay? So good for us. But uh, my my days of going to homeless camps at night, I think, have uh, are largely over. So I might, on the way home, someday, pop in there. It's just, it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a big bite because you gotta you gotta go up Beacon Hill to the old V that pink building that we think of as the first Amazon build, big Amazon building. Uh, used to be the VA and you know great view and the whole thing, but it's it's a tough neighborhood to find parking and all that. It's an old school neighborhood, um, small roads and the whole thing. And I just I got to tell you, don't feel great about parking a car there. If That's you where don't need to go anywhere. Probably a good idea not to. Do you remember a uh, naked sword guy that was there a couple of years ago and they let the fur missile on the guy? Oh yeah, well. Uh... For a missile, a naked sword guy. Uh, refresh <laughs> yeah. my memory. Well, and so, um, and, and well, anyway, th- there's a lot of that there because that, that is that's got to be the oldest homeless encampment in Seattle. If there's an older one, that, I mean, I can account for 30 years of that thing on five five. And, and so this, why not put a um, a log cabin there? Big time, uh, or or whatever. Uh, well, we're learning more about the immolated uh, airman. I, I got to say, uh, the, the more you know about the guy in his social media posts, um, the more it seems like you're dealing with an unstable person. And I don't know what level of security clearance he had. He was a senior airman. He was an E4, um, which, in other words, means you're not trying super hard. But um, um, he said in a in a video call before he burned himself, because he grew up on a religious compound. I mean, no, you know, no, no um, backstory. I mean, no, no judgment of you know for me on that one. I mean, Beck, the the um, the the singer, hip hop musician, brilliant guy. He grew up in a religious compound. I did not know that. Yeah, um, and I mean, it doesn't it doesn't condemn you to it's not like being homeschooled you know and the only kid is homeschooled or something but so anyway um uh he texted a friend who described the exchange to the with the condition of anonymity to the washington post i hope you'll understand i love you bushnell wrote in a message reviewed by the washington post this doesn't even make sense but i feel like i'm gonna miss you he sent the friend a copy of his will on sunday in the will he gives his cat to his neighbor and a fridge full of root beers to the friend Twelve minutes later, he poured gas on himself and burst himself to death, as it turns out, in front of the Israeli embassy. So, uh, again, I'm not I'm not an MD. I'm not a trained psychiatrist. Um, I'm just going to say he he don't seem right in the head.
MSNBC had an interesting takeaway on this story. Now filmed his own self-immolation on his cell phone, yelling free Palestine before collapsing to the ground outside the embassy. He was rushed to the hospital for treatment, but later succumbed to his injuries. And if you or someone you know is in crisis, call or text 988 to reach the suicide aid and crisis lifeline. You if you or someone you know is flirting or romanticizing the notion of burning yourself alive. <laughs> don't. Call this number. <laughs> President Biden says don't. Um, and it's not funny. So I'm, I'm not laughing. No, I just want to all know. But here's the thing. Committed socialist pacifist guy and he's wearing the uniform of an organization that is uh, not by treaty tied to israel but a nation that is allied very closely with israel and israel's at war with a a literal genocidal organization committed to its destruction and he takes a side and he doesn't just take a side it's one thing to say free palestine you know as you're in uniform and formation which apparently you can do in the air force but to burn yourself in uniform. Well, and, and yesterday I mentioned that Obama, President Obama at the time, had praised someone for burning themselves alive in Africa as a sign of protest. And then yesterday I see that Cornell West, yes, presidential candidate Cornell West. Very serious person. Posted this on X, quote, let us never forget the extraordinary courage and commitment of brother Aaron Bushnell, who died for truth and justice. I pray for his precious loved ones. Let us rededicate ourselves to genuine solidarity with Palestinians undergoing genocide in real time. With all due respect to someone's uh, wishes or motivations for committing suicide, this one is really dumb. Really, really dumb. And I'm bouncing this off a friend of mine who's sort of in a, a similar community. The Air Force said in a statement last night that Bushnell's death is under investigation by military officials. Uh, he was a cyber defense operations specialist, so he had a clearance with the 531st Intelligence Support Squadron at Joint Base San Antonio, Lackland, Texas, had been in the Air Force since May of 2020. So he road-tripped to D.C. on this one. And uh, 32-year-old Lupe Barboza, said she met Bushnell in San Antonio in 2022 at an event for a socialist organization. She said they bonded over their politics and started working together to deliver uh, clothing and food to people experiencing homelessness, which is which is fine, but bonding over your love of socialism. Um, and uh, you know, and that's that's why I'm questioning his his clearance level besides uh, just classified, which is what you need for computer systems and all that. So you don't get the one, where they, where you list your uh, your high school teachers and they get a call or a visit or or whatever. So it's not like they, they were upgrading him to top secret, but psychologically, the guy really strikes me as someone that two years, two and a half years, four, nearly four years uh, in uniform. Uh, someone must have figured out that he he he's a bit squirrely um, and stuff. So uh, so anyway, more. Uh, more, I'm sure, will come out. I, 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 I honestly, <clears throat> in seeing how they're phrasing it, and some of his associations, they're also leaving something out. I, I think something, uh, a, a word that that we don't say, uh, or something in the news now, because hey, it doesn't matter for the, you know, it, it implies that there's a mental health piece if if you bring up this one thing. So I'll wait for someone else to bring it up, because I don't, I don't know any more than that, but. Um, so the it could have could the black swan of 2024 event could it be uh, immigration uh, the the white house is absolutely 
um, on in nine one one mode, three alarm fire mode, flying Biden off the border because a guy who should have been deported several times because of prior felonies wasn't deported because there is an official policy that if they're here for asylum, they don't get deported, no matter apparently what they do. And now, um, anyway, we'll, we'll get to more of that. Man killed in light rail in Seattle. Story from yesterday. It's another. Um, another homicide in Seattle for 2024. And unfortunately, it sometimes it takes stuff like this. That fatal crash in Burien when King County deputies broke off following the guy and he still killed people um, just might be the straw that breaks a uh, state law's back uh, on the whole being the only state that has a law against chasing like the bad guys and stuff. So uh, we'll get to all that right after this, uh, AM770 KTTH.